The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Today, we're going to radiate blessings with Pierre Prattervand, who's located right now in Geneva, Switzerland, and has written a book called 365 Blessings to Heal Myself and the World. Hello, Pierre. Welcome to the show, and I'm so glad that we connected. Hello, Christy. Yes, after all these technical challenges, we're finally there. We're finally there. Absolutely. So your book, 365 Blessings to Heal Myself and the World. We so need this right now. Why did you decide to write this? Well, it's the result of a long, long story. 30 years ago, I was in in an impossible situation professionally. I was put voluntarily by my sponsors. I was working for some Swiss NGOs, and there's one guy in the in the NGOs who hated my guts and decided he wanted to get rid of me. And he uh, schemed with his colleagues and they put me in a situation where I had to choose between either staying faithful to my highest sense of right and quitting my job or keeping the job and accepting something that went totally against my ethics. And they knew I would quit. And of course I did but I developed the most immense resentment that was eating me up. You know, Christy, resentment, it's like a rat gnawing at your entrails. It's a horrible feeling. And I'm meditating, praying, doing my mantras, all the the things you would normally do. And it just stuck and it stuck and it stuck. And I knew I was harming myself. I knew I was harming my immune system and and just spoiling my life totally but I could it started in the morning the minute I woke up during the taking my shower going to the supermarket traveling in the the bus and the tram because I don't have a car 
And then one day, reading the Sermon on the Mount, the words, bless those who curse you. Well, of course, Pierre, it's so simple. You just need to bless them. And there and then, I started blessing all the people concerned. First, it was in the head, because I was I wanted to obey what I believed to be a di divine order. But then it went down to the heart, because blessing is 100% heart energy. I insist on that. Yes, yes. And yes. suddenly, three months later, I started blessing people in the street, the supermarket, on the train, in the bus, everywhere. And it became such an incredible joy. I used to take the train a lot, and I used to travel the whole length of the train from one end to the other to be sure to bless every single person on that train. Can you imagine? Thank goodness, that's a lot of blessings. And I started having amazing experiences, like I was organizing a, a benefit concert with an African friend <coughs> for uh, African farmer groups in the Sahel. And all the prophets were going to these uh, to these uh, farmers, and we uh, we we hired a a large hall in a in a very big college, and uh, the director of the college said, "Look, you handle everything with a care caretaker," and the caretaker was so hostile. I don't know if he disagreed with the idea of the the concert or whatever, but he was unbelievably con uh, hostile. But he had to obey orders, and so uh, we'd order the, the room with so many, so many mics and all that on the stage, because it was a 12-man orchestra, a man and, and woman orchestra with singers and musicians, and we'd ordered a certain number of mics and everything, and we, I arrived with my friend two hours before the meeting, and there were only two mics on the stage. And my friend said, look, I just can't have this concert with uh, 12 musicians and singers and two mics. And we went to go and see the caretaker, who was so hostile. There was a, a desk between he, my friend, and I. And uh, his, his face was just spitting hate. And my little voice said, Pierre, getting angry with him is not going to solve the situation start blessing. And there and then I started blessing him in his peace, in his goodness, in his cooperativeness. Suddenly, between two sentences, his whole face changed. A huge smile appeared on his features. He went to his laboratory, came back with all the, the mics and told us which were the best ones and wished us the most wonderful evening. And I could multiply these examples so many times, and now that there we there is a website on internet, but even already before with emails, I started getting emails from all around the world and people saying it works, it works, it works, and we now have a. I, I say we because it's I do this with two friends, one British and one American. We have a website. The address is Gentle Art of Blessing, all linked, gentleartofblessing.org. And you must look at the, the little video on the home page. It's about 
10 minutes on my basic text, The Gentle Art of Blessing. It's one of the most beautiful videos I've ever, ever seen. Hundreds of thousands of people have seen it on internet. But maybe the most important thing I have to explain, yet I was preparing after the I'd started blessing, I was preparing a meeting for an international uh, a conference I was to give at an international youth meeting in Zurich. And while I was writing my talk, suddenly I received a gust of inspiration. I can only say it came from from the first floor, as I used to say with my friends. It came from on high. And I was literally like a scribe under orders taking dictation. And this one-page text, The Gentle Art of Blessing, which is now all around the world, yes. came out. My hand could hardly follow the inspiration. And I, at that time, had a very large uh, international correspondence and started sharing it in letters and started receiving the most wonderful feedback from people all around the world. And uh, this started the ball rolling. And then I wrote the first book called The Gentle Art of Blessing, which must have been published at least at least 15 years ago. And, uh, and then something amazing happened. Ten years after I'd quit my job, I met the guy who organized the whole scheme to get me, you know, quit my job yeah. in Lausanne, in Lausanne at a meeting. Mm -hmm. And Christy, I felt an explosion of joy in my, in my heart, as it rarely in my life. I felt like hugging and kissing him. We had dinner together. We had dinner together. We had a most wonderful sharing. And I'm a slow learner, as the British say. It took me another 10 years to understand what had happened. And I really believe that this gentleman and I made a sole contract. I believe in this thing, yes. this kind of thing, before yes. coming on earth. And yes. we distributed the roles to each other. It, to enable this practice of applied blessing to be spread out in the world. And this is exactly what has happened. That is so, beautiful. Um, and did you ever get an explanation from him? Oh, no, heavens no. He, he I think, uh, I think uh, he, he said he was a, uh, an atheist, a militant atheist. And he organized a meeting at which he and his colleagues put me in front of this deadline, either accept something totally unacceptable to me, or I quit my job. And he said, oh, this is a meeting. There were no minutes, nothing. It was totally illegal. And uh, he opened the meeting, which was a business meeting, by saying, I am an atheist. And it took me years to understand what had happened. I had told him once, years before, that I got up at 4.30 in the morning to meditate. And from that day on, he must have considered me completely crazy. <laughs> a sort of religious nut, 
and that he didn't want somebody like that working in schools, which I was. And uh, so that's my, my explanation. But what is important is that everything turned out for the best. And I have a friend on death row in Texas. Oh, my goodness. Who's, who's I've written a, a series of books on him. The, the book in English is called Messages of Life from Death Row. Messages of Life from Death Row. And this book has changed lives all around the world. When the French edition came out, a woman sent me $50,000 just from having read that book so that we could pay for a, a good lawyer who finally got him out of out of death row, not out of jail, but out of death row. And um, so this has been tested. And also I have a friend in the Sahel, in, one, in, in an area of the Sahel in Mali, which has a terrible drought and especially which has been strangled by the jihadist, you know, Muslim uh, rebels. Jihadist, yeah. And uh, this man lives by blessing. He sings blessing. He, he eats blessing. He drinks blessing. He pours it out all day long. It's just incredible. So th these are two of the worst places in the world today, Death Row, Texas, and the Sahel. And people are finding there's the most amazing tool. So I can't think of anyone who could not use this practice as and an amazing tool. Oh, absolutely. Um, it sounds like you've gotten some remarkable shifts in energy from this tool. Oh, absolutely. And so it sounds very simple. And I know we use this word a lot, blessing. Here in the, the Midwest <laughs> United States, we'll... I know. ...about somebody bless their heart. But what does what how do we actually go about blessing someone well for me it's sending focused love energy to yes. a person or a situation every yes. morning i bless six of the world presidents yes. joe biden vladimir putin president bolsonaro of brazil who really needs it because he's yes ruining his country and especially eradicating almost, it's almost genocide, the Indian populations of his country. Yes. And then President uh, Assad of Syria, who's yes. considered by many the worst criminal in the world today. I mean, six million Syrians have been uprooted from their home and hundreds of thousands have fled Syria, if not millions, nobody has the exact figure. And then the President's uh, Jinping of China and Kim of North Korea, uh, President Kim of North Korea, is uh, no do know so much about him, but he has a he has an atomic weapon that you know he could use very unwisely. So I think they all need our our blessings. Yes, and so it's this focused love energy that is truly the blessing. Yes. For me, that yeah. is the blessing, the focused love energy. Yes. And I do it constantly, constantly. And I'm, Christian, constantly learning lessons. I've been bless, blessing people in the streets, in the trains, and 
for 30 years. And I take the train quite a lot or the bus and uh, I don't have a car, so I take the bus almost every day. And I've started blessing in a new way, saying, looking at the person and saying, I really love you and I bless you in your divine perfection. And just adding the word really and looking at the person, of course, all this is in, in silence, in the secret of your heart, has changed everything. As a matter of fact, it's been a huge leap for me. I've been practicing this for 30 years, just to change, add that little word, really, because you, you can't say that and not be involved in the depths of your heart. Right, it adds a, a gravitas, an impetus. It's it exactly. absolutely, and of course, no one has to know that they're the recipient of this blessing. No, all this is in silence. Most people don't know, but some, I'm sure, feel immediately immediate change. Support for the Radiate Wellness Podcast is made possible in part by listeners like you. Would you like to support this podcast? Visit radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast for more information. Oh, absolutely. It, it truly does shift the energy. And you know, Pierre, it reminds me of the practice of metta, loving kindness. Yes, yes. Right? Where we send loving kindness to everybody, even the people that we don't get along with. Now, what I like about your book is that this is truly 365 blessings. You have blessings for all types of situations, for the fullness of the day, blessing myself, a psalm to bless the day, blessings for teachers, for political leaders, for the body. Um, where do you derive, where do you, where do you get your blessings from? Inspiration. Yes. And I'd like to say, for instance, I have that shocks some people. I have a blessing for making love because this can be one of the most ecstatic experiences in life as everyone who's had such experiences of love making knows. And it's for me, either spirituality applies to every single situation in life or it doesn't interest me. Absolutely. So it's to, to stress this. And the whole book tries to stress is that, every, you know, there's so many different kinds of blessings that blessing applies to absolutely any situation. I can't imagine a situation, a situation of, let's say, positive energy. If, uh, if I'm a, a businessman or banker trying to cheat my, my competitor, I'm not going to bless my cheating, evidently, but that goes without saying any, in, any intelligent person understands that. Absolutely. And so truly, blessing can become a non-stop activity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is with some people. Well, it sounds like it is with you. Well, not yet. I'm working towards it, Christy. But, you know, I, I just say never give up. You know, I've been at it for 30 years and I still feel I have a lot, a lot to learn. But it's exciting. We are here to learn on Earth. We're not here to loaf on the beach. 
Um, also, um, I believe in your book you have some examples of how blessing heals. Absolutely. About oh, that. Thank you. I, one of my favorite uh, blessings, this is an email I sent from, I received from a guy in German-speaking Switzerland. <coughs> we'll call him Mr. Ullmann. It's not his real name. This guy was the head of a, a supermarket, a large supermarket belonging to a supermarket chain, one of the two largest in Switzerland. And he uh, he entered into a really serious depression. He had to go to a, a specialized psychiatric clinic. He stayed there for months, heavily pumped with drugs. And finally he came out and he slowly started his work again. And then he, uh, he started sliding back into depression. And he rushed to a psychiatrist. And his psychiatrist, which must, he must be quite a special man, said, Mr. Ullman, I refuse to give you any drugs. This is a Swiss psychiatrist. <laughs> Switzerland is one of the main fabricants of drugs, makers of drugs in the world. Yes. And this is the treatment that I give you. And he gave him my first book on blessing, the gentle art of blessing, and uh, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. And the guy plunged into blessing. And his email that he sent me is just full of his enthusiasm of blessing, blessing, blessing. And he said, as head of a supermarket, I don't have much time to, to lose, and I, there's so many opportunities to bless all day long. So blessing pulled him to totally out of depression. And I love that, because there's so many people who are depressed in our society. Oh, absolutely. And I love that, because it must be Migros or, or Co-op, yeah. and, <laughs> and which is everywhere and sells everything. Yes. And I love the idea of um, the supermarket chain having so many blessings that thereby go out to all of the shops all across the country and into all of the products. That well, he, he was head of one of the, one of the, one of the chain shops of the chain, okay? Oh, not, not I the see. chain. He was head of a... Of a shop. A shop, a large store. Okay, good. That doesn't change that. He had the opportunity to, to bless so many situations because as head of such a store, he constantly have, has challenges coming up every day. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And they do sell everything. Yes. And um, I can I just imagine how blessed that particular shop is and all the people who shop there. Yes. Now, I had a question for you about... Um, about blessing and religion. I know that it is not necessary to adhere to a particular religion to bless people. Of course. Is there, there still is a link in, I think, the, the, the population's mind that blessing equates with religion. But I know that there is a decline in religion currently, and yet a rise in spirituality. Can you speak to that? Well, it's also linked 
to to words. Yeah. But I've, I've I've just finished, sent my publisher, my French publisher, a book called How to Find Your Spiritual Path. Mm. And I'm going to start translating it immediately, and it'll be published in, I'm, I hope, with the title, How to Find One's Spiritual Path in English. And I, I'm very aware, I was raised up in a devout Christian family. I studied theology before I studied sociology. <coughs> and I've traveled to well over 40 countries in the five continents and observed religious practices all around the world. And they are on the decline in the West. And I'm not sure at all that this is negative because religions have corresponded to a certain stage, authoritarian stage, of the human race. And religions, in the West at least, were very much authoritarian. They told you how to live from morning to night. And I can say something about this because my father was general secretary of the World Presbyterian Alliance, grouping all Presbyterian churches in the world for 25 years. And so I've seen quite a lot of different religions, different forms of Christian religion all around the world. And um, I feel that uh, these churches uh, well, in Europe is pathetic. I mean, the churches are practically en empty and they'll be, they'll be practically gone in a few years if, if present trends continue. Yes. But what is fascinating it's that so many forms of a spirituality are cropping up and people are developing their own spirituality which corresponds to their own needs. For instance, I started with friends some 12, 15 years ago, a group called, uh, in French it's called Cercle uh, de Bénédiction et de Gratitude, Cercle de Bienveillance et de Gratitude, kindness and gratitude circle where we use blessing but we avoid the word blessing because in French the word passes very very badly but what we do is bless people and situations all around the world and that's our form of spirituality and many new forms of spirituality are cropping up which correspond to deep needs, and my whole book is based on a text I wrote many, many years, many years ago for my workshops on personal development called, you know, Integrity, simply. Mm. I think this is the basis of a life well lived, and one's spirituality needs to be based entirely on being true to oneself. Shakespeare's famous statement in Hamlet is the basis of my life. This above all, to thine own self be true, and it shall follow as the night and the day thou canst be false to no other man. I love that statement. It's really the basis of my life. And I think an authentic spirituality needs to be rooted in this personal integrity which for me is the only solid foundation for a good life. Mm.
That is beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so we're, we're running toward the end of our time. What would you most like this audience to know about your work? <laughs> Good question. That I try and offer people a path that corresponds to their own deepest need that will lead them to greater happiness and becoming world servants. My whole life of 55 years, I've been working for a win-win world that works for all. Because I believe either we create this win-win world that works for all, or our world is going to collapse. Because to pursue, you know, narrow economic interests and narrow national aims no longer works, can no longer work in a world where every day we are realizing our oneness more and more. And this COVID thing has, has marked it very, very strongly, very clearly. So either we get together in this vision of a win-win world that works for all, or then I wouldn't give too much for the future of humanity. But I'm a, a, an ontological optimist. I believe we'll make it because I believe we are pulling the strings. And that's my ultimate trust, that something else, call it a higher intelligence, a cosmic law, uh, even if you need to use the word God, use the word God, it's just a word, but something else, some energy, some power, love-based power, is running the world. And I, if I may finish by the most experienced, important mystical experience in my whole life on which my life is grounded. And if you have to cut it out, well, you'll, you'll drop it. But I was returning from, from Africa where I'd caught a case of dysentery and it was a period of my life where I was healing myself without any medicine and it worked. And uh, I was sitting in the plane next to uh, an unaccompanied little boy about 10 years old, and the stewardess taking care of him was so kind, so sweet. You'd have thought she was his, his mother. She constantly came to check that he was okay. And that one moment she spoke to him with such special kindness. And suddenly I felt for this woman an incredible gratitude. And I had an out-of-body out of experience. I was no longer in the plane. I was in a space where there was only, only the feeling, the feeling of infinite, unconditional love. And this love was the only power, the only presence, the only strength, the only reality of the whole of life. Pierre Pradevan had totally disappeared. The mental, the mental mechanism, mind, had completely disappeared. The only thing I was was 
aware of this love. For a few moments, I can say that the divine consciousness was my consciousness. And I don't know how long this lasted, if it lasted two, three minutes or half an hour, because I was out of time, out of space. And suddenly I was back in my seat. I felt something moving in my entrails in a few seconds. The dysentery had disappeared. But above all, I'd had the most inspiring, important experience of my whole life, which is the very basis of my, my living, my vision, you could say my spirituality. It is my spirituality that we are here to grow in love. That is beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And I truly believe that God is love. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> and the Dalai Lama says that kindness is his religion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the basis of it all, isn't it? I mean, you know, kindness, compassion, love, it's not the exact words that count. Mm-mm. The felt reality, yes. whether you call it kindness or love or compassion or caring, it's the same reality. Wanting the real good of the other person and also yourself. And also yourself. You know, we just celebrated Easter just a yes. ago as we record this. And um, it just constantly reminds me of Jesus' message and how radical it was at the time. And in some circles, it's still radical. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I love your book for reminding us all. Thank you. So the book is 365 Blessings to Heal Myself and the World, Really Living One's Spirituality in Everyday Life. Pierre Prattervand. Thank you so much, Pierre, for sticking with me with the technical difficulties and all else and bringing this beautiful message to the world. Christy, thank you. It's one of the best podcasts I've done, I feel, because I was totally in, in it with the heart, and I'm constantly doing these things. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to share with my brothers and sisters all around the world. We are one, walking together towards the same aim of a world that is run by love. Oh, thank you so much. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher 
for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.